Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Good Old Hockey Podcast. My name's Sean. I'm alongside Galley, David Galley. Um, <clears throat> got another episode for you guys today. Uh, I know last week we did our little bit of a breakdown, kind of, of what our preseason predictions look like to know what they are today. So we're going to kind of follow that theme and look at the award predictions we gave um, and just kind of look at how those are looking right now at the halfway point. Um, and talk about some of the news. But before we get into that, Gally, how was your week since the last time I talked to you? It's been good, man. Had a had a hockey game on Sunday. We had like three people on the bench. It was fucking brutal. The other team had like mm. nine or ten. Typical beer league shit. But we yeah. we we'd end up tying. We should have won, but they scored. The other team scored with like thirty seconds left. It was brutal. And of course, this team fucking like sells so hard for beer league. Which, I mean, no disrespect. Yeah. But this sort of league, I'm in like no one fucking selling. So it's kind of out of the ordinary. Yeah. Um, but shit, man, besides that, I had a pretty good weekend. When I went out on Saturday night to downtown Meridian, and it was the most wild I've ever seen downtown Meridian. Really? So for the listeners out there, I live in Meridian, not Boise exactly. Um, yeah, supposedly someone pulled a gun there. There was like 10 cops. We saw a chick fight inside of the bar. Um, and we, we were like kind of bar hopping and one of the, uh, in the alleyway, there was this random girl with no shoes on and was like clueless, didn't know where she was. It was, it was one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen at a bar. Yeah. But that, that kind of made my whole day and weekend was, was that one night. <laughs> to you. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it was pretty chill besides that. Uh, how, how's your weekend though, man? I was pretty good. Um, I had Libby come to town, um, she was visiting with her mom. Um, it was her mom's birthday. So that was actually a lot of fun. We went downtown with, I think it was like 10 moms. We went to yeah. on Thursday and then downtown Friday. Um, and it was a lot of fun. Um, they're all, I mean, they're, you know, 40s, 50s. Or sorry, ladies, you guys are probably in your 30s, but um, no. But they, they was, yeah, it was a lot of fun to be downtown and, um, yeah, it was a good time, but it was an expensive weekend. Um, it was tough, but it was a good time. I had fun. Um, yeah, I had an expensive weekend because uh, divisional playoffs didn't do too good for me oh. uh, in terms of in, in terms of betting. So yeah, I owed my bookie uh, <laughs> a little bit of money because <laughs> those fucking teams really screwed screwed me who's over. You, but like, uh, who screws you over, dude? Out of I'm trying to think the worst. I mean, I basically bet on every fucking game this weekend. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I put it in the past. It's behind me. I don't fucking remember it. That's good. I'm hey, going to have to. I'm going to have to look at this right now. Um, yeah. Because I actually am curious. The bills, I remember, fucked me over. I had yeah. bills money line. I had bills spread. They fucking choked. I can't believe that. I did make money on the Lions though, um, so that was that was definitely nice. But Saturday's games, they would load for me. That was a good. I I don't know. I thought it was a good weekend of football. Um, a lot of those games were good. Chiefs and Bills game. I feel really bad for the Bills. Um, they just can't get past the Chiefs. I don't know what it is. It's like their kryptonite. I know. I feel really I can't believe Josh Allen, Picker, Tyler Bass, too. Yeah, I mean, 
I don't know. I've never kicked a field goal in a football game, let alone in the NFL in the playoffs when you're literally like a game tying kick. I'm sure it can be very stressful. Um, so part of it, I'm like, man, I feel bad for that guy. But also, like, you're a kicker, dude. That's your job. That is your job <laughs> to be the clutch moments. Like, how many times have we seen a football game come so close and it's because of a kicker missed a kicker? Like, I feel like there's always those little, those kickers, they always ruin it. Yeah, I think, mean, dude, kicking is hard. I will say is, that. And when yeah. it, when it, like, you're like 20, 30 yard field goals, it's kind of like, what the fuck if they miss it? But yeah, when it's yeah. like, 40 Before? plus even yeah. 40 plus yeah. i mean the nfl should be makeable but still when you're it's you know under a lot of pressure and especially yeah. in a playoff game i mean there's gonna yeah. be shanks and and whatnot and sometimes they drill it the thing is is like a lot of kickers will win games and no one really remembers those those wins no. unless it's like ben terry in the super bowl or yeah um, that is true but there's a lot of instances like that it's just everyone remembers the the painful staying losses because of these kickers mm-hmm. yeah. um death threats and shit like holy yeah. fuck I, I mean being a kicker is you know if you look at it it's a pretty easy job in terms of the other like players on the field mm-hmm. um i mean you just got to kick it through the uprights you know yeah. you're not you're not having to make any Here tackles or catches or yeah. throwing but oh wait i'm totally missing something i forgot that kick was tipped by one of the defensive linemen Oh, really? Yeah. I, because we looked at it and I was like, how did he, mi- was it that game? I'm trying to remember. Oh, no. That was the was Niners dead. Packers. That was Niners Packers. Never mind. Because <clears throat> the Packers lost pretty much on a missed kick, but it was because one of the Niners deflected. Yeah. That's right. I was, I was, that wrong. but still, I was rooting, I was rooting for the Packers for, to win. Yeah. Were you? Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to see him knock off like out of the, the best team, best team yeah. in the league. Yeah. This year, but I mean, mm-hmm. dude, yeah, k- k- kicking is just, you got to be clutch. Yeah. You got to have that clutch gene. I mean, I feel like there's certain kickers that have that. Justin yeah. Tucker, Gostowski, Janikowski, um, I mean, just to name a few. And of course, I couldn't miss my boy, Vinatieri, who's won two Super Bowls for the Patriots. Maybe, th- I think he won another one with the Colts with his kicking too. Yeah. But, uh. Yeah, no, I, kicking is, it's underlooked too because it's like the highest scoring players in NFL history are kickers, which oh, is yeah, kind of wild. Yeah. Because, I mean, they just rack up points throughout their whole career. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking Vinatieri played till he was like 50, I want to say. That too. Like, yeah, they played till they're like 50 years old. So, of course, they're yeah. going to have. Yeah, but <clears throat> no football talk. Um, I'm looking forward yeah, to that. for real. Yeah, this is a hockey podcast. I forgot. Um, <laughs> but we got some... Honestly, so what was it? I think this news about Patrick Waugh broke pretty early in the week. And even on like Saturday, Sunday, I was like thinking to myself, I'm like, man, there's no real news. I guess it was like Friday. I was like, damn, there really hasn't been a whole lot this week in terms of news. Like, I wonder what we're going to talk about. And then we get what we got. Patrick Waugh. Yeah. Um, first off, great goalie. One of the best of all time, I think. Um, oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Lane Lambert was fired after a winning record, which I don't know. What do you think of that move to fire him? Like, what do you think happened? I mean, TBDs, because it's just such fresh news. But with how the Islanders need a spark, I think Patrick yeah. Waugh is that sort of head coach and just personality. Like, 
he's able to give that to any team, whether yeah. it's the fucking Islanders. I mean, I remember when he coached the Avalanche. When he co- coached the Avalanche, the Avalanche were they weren't very good for a, a, like a while before that, and yeah. he kind of came in and tried some new things out. And I mean, I remember he's pulling the goalie with like four or five minutes left, and that was like the most bizarre thing. But I mean, he did create a lot of success at Colorado. Yeah. Um, and I think that it was kind of a more of a long-term move. I don't think the Islanders are really in a position to make like a deep playoff run or um, be very, very good and outstanding yeah. this year. I mean, they could totally prove me wrong with the second half of the season. But I think it was kind of more of a long-term move in terms of just like down the road. So, you know, next year, next couple years, three, you know, however many. And yeah, um, yeah, I do think that he's going to provide that spark that the team kind of needs to get out of like a low scoring non-energetic team i mean i know you said it like a couple podcasts ago like the islanders are fucking boring to watch watch. and i hope like i mean they're a good team i don't think that they're a bad team obviously 2015 and 11 is not a bad record to have in the nhl so yeah i'm hoping he brings some sort of spark and i think yeah that's a good point just saying that that's maybe what they needed was just a coaching change um because regular season success I mean, you need something extra for the playoffs. You need an extra push. You can't just be a good team. You have to be a great team and a consistent mm-hmm. team. And we'll see. Um, I mean, yeah, Patrick Waugh is famous as a coach for just being electric, um, passionate, and just crazy, really. He's a goalie. Dude, so same, yes, same with, like, as a player, too. I mean, as a coach, yeah. I mean, I just think it's kind of this personality is just kind of it is, fireworks yeah. and it's flashy it i feel mm-hmm. like the islanders are always overshined by the rangers in new york That's and true. yeah all sorts of other big power powerhouses on the east coast and i feel like with him being a coach it's going to bring a lot more attention to the islanders but i also think that players are going to want to be playing for him um i know barlamov was like so stoked when when they uh they they signed wa mm-hmm. but i still think it's kind of interesting though um from uh, like the the upper management perspective to just let go of lane lambert like that after he's yeah hasn't had the worst season with what he's been given um but yeah i think they're just looking long term for this i mean i I don't necessarily think they're like in a in a contender mode at the moment i mean they're, they're near contender with the roster they have but um i don't think it was necessarily like we're a contender we just need a coaching switch up it was kind of more of a long term thing um, yeah, because holy shit, their division's taxed, man. And it is. It's yeah. um there is a lot of movement that could happen though. I mean, if they sneak yeah. in the playoffs, who knows? Yeah. Well, that is true. Cool. Um another all right. <clears throat> Moving on to our next topic. Um someone we've talked about in the past, someone I thought was not gonna have an, a second chance at life in the NHL. Um, but Corey Perry has signed with the Edmonton Oilers. As if I want to say Monday morning, it was official. I think it came out like Saturday night or Sunday, whatever. Um, but yeah, we saw, I saw him practice. And I don't know. What do you think about that? Um. Well, first of all, I just want to say I called that. I think when that whole yeah. incident happened with the Blackhawks. Um, yeah. I was like, the Oilers are, are a team that could definitely yeah. sign them, scoop them up. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I, I like before i said that like they signed evander kane after that whole incident happened with him a few yeah, years back cool. and 
um like Corey Perry. Another another yeah. bad apple too. So they're yeah. they're experienced with getting these bad apples and and yeah. kind of giving them a place using them to be. Yeah. Not saying Evander Kane or um yeah Corey Perry are bad people, but yeah um in terms of the NHL, you know, there was some controversy with with what they did, especially with Corey yeah. Perry. Holy shit. That yeah. one was and we also pretty, don't pretty crazy. We still don't know what happened. Um I did see though John Scott, he has a podcast called Dropping the Gloves, I think, which I wanted mm-hmm. to call ours. Or I had like an idea like, oh, dropping the gloves sounds good. And then I looked it up. John Scott has a podcast. And I was like, we're not going <laughs> to overshadow that at all. Um, but I want to say he works within the Chicago Blackhawks or something like that. I Again, this I don't know if this is completely factual, but there are reports that he was trying to make advances on a employee of the Chicago Blackhawks and like sexual advances on a female um so that's kind of what i thought Interesting. I, I, I don't know i didn't really think the whole bedsy's mom thing was true um especially when they <laughs> yeah. dispelled that pretty quick i thought it was kind of funny in the moment but on a serious note though like yeah i think he had also said that the last two months he's received great help and treatment so i'm glad that he's gotten that and able to continue to play hockey because he has a lot of experience in the playoffs, which I think the Oilers need desperately. Um, yeah. I don't know that this is the, the final like infinity stone for Connor McDavid, but <laughs> he's had, they still need goaltending like really bad, but yeah, season's not trade deadlines, not here yet. So who knows? Could change. Um, yeah. But and I mean, he's got I mean, the finals. What? Yeah. I mean, he's gone to the finals a lot. Um, yeah. I mean, I know he went three years in a row recently yep. with, mm-hmm. you know, Dallas 2020, Montreal 2021, and Tampa 2022. Yeah. But also, I mean, don't forget about when he went to the finals with the Ducks back in the 2000s, yep. too. So, and won with the Ducks, too. So, yeah, I mean, he's got that that playoff experience, the Stanley Cup winning experience. He's mm-hmm. a pest. He's something mm-hmm. I think the, the Oilers are really going to benefit off of. Yeah, I fucking it, it disappoints me in a way to see that he is on the Oilers because yeah. <laughs> big plays in. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, the Oilers are in a good position right now. I mean, they're third in the Pacific. They're only sitting nine points back behind uh, the the Golden Knights for second. Um, mm-hmm. So they could they could really tighten that gap between second yeah. or even first. The Canucks are shit. The Canucks are playing really well. Yeah. I mean, they're fifteen yeah. points ahead of the Oilers, which I don't think anyone expected that. No. But I do think that this is, I don't know if it's the final infinity stowed for a Stanley Cup, but I do think the Oilers should make the playoffs. It's definitely uh, one piece. After this signing. Yeah. It is definitely one piece, and it's a good addition for them. And yeah, like you said, he is a pest, and I think he's one of those players that you want on your team, but if you're playing against him, he's a pain in your ass. It's like Brad Marchand, yeah. Matthew Kachuk. Like he's just one of those players and he gets in the other team's head. Um, sometimes in your own team's head. Uh hopefully he stops doing that. But um yeah, we'll see where it goes. I think I'm kind of excited to see what happens with him. I hope he got all the treatment he needs, whatever was going on with him. Um Yeah. But yeah. Dude, the one thing that's that's crazy about that all is just like I don't know. Who started that rumor about Bedard? But that's just that's shitty. Dude. That's bad. I know we've talked about it. that's yeah. bad luck for Connor Bedard just in his rookie season. Kind of yeah. that overshines it all. He's had um, a crazy but, rookie season. 
whoever the hell did start that rumor is an asshole, dude. Like, I know. Those I literally think it was a Twitter. I think it was a Twitter user, and all the internet took to storm with it. And when the internet takes a hold of that or any kind of rumor, it's usually game over. Um, yeah. Oh my, in terms of my dispelling that and like people it's gonna like we're gonna joke about it in five years that maybe not joke about it but we're gonna be talking about it for the next couple of years or be like oh remember when Corey perry and that's the sad thing is like everyone's gonna remember that and not what actually happened um, yeah 100 percent. i think it's gonna overshine bedard for a while i mean i yeah. i think a lot of people get upset when people bring it up but you know internet yeah. trolls i mean it's still yeah. in the comment section anything about bedard yeah. There's going to be Corey Perry and his mom in there. So yeah, uh, it's probably going to follow him for, for a while. But yeah, that's just, that's a tough break for Bernard C, dude. It is. I feel for him. But um, yeah, we'll get into him a little bit later. We have some stuff we're going to talk about. But before that, Austin Matthews, someone we haven't really talked about a whole lot, I feel like, in this podcast this year, at least. Uh, we've mentioned him here and there, but he's been lighting up the league um, and goals especially. He's got 38 goals at this point in the season. Um, and what, they're 43 or 44 games in now? Um, on pace for 70 goals. Yeah. Which is crazy because Ovechkin has the record for most goals in the 21st century. So that goal mark is 65. Do you think he has the possibility to break that 21st century record of goals? Well, I'll just say 38 points right now in goals. How many games? 45 or sorry, yeah, yeah 30 for, 38. 38 so 38 goals in 45 games. I mean, that's an insane pace. Yeah. I think he's going to beat Obi or not Obi's. Yeah, Obi's 21st century um single season record. Yeah, I think he should if he stays healthy. Yeah. Um he's he's definitely on pace for it. He's ripping it like he's gonna get to 50 goals by fucking march probably yeah probably after so that's a little bit after the all-star break yeah which is um, that's oh that's fucking nuts though okay after this i want to talk about that really quick um about the all-star we got announced like the team captains and stuff um like celebrities i'll talk about mm-hmm. that but um yeah i think i think he has a chance to break that um what mcdavid had 64 last year so yeah, I was going to say honorable mention to McDavid. One one yeah. goal off of fucking Obi's yeah. record. I'm sure he's pissed about that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's weird even calling it a record because there's players in the freaking 80s, yeah. 90s that would just blow 70 goals like yeah. out of the water. Gretzky especially, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Gretzky, Lemieux. I think Lemieux scored yep. over 80 goals two or three mm-hmm. times. Um, shit, if Lemieux didn't get injured, you know, halfway through his season or halfway through his career, he probably would be pretty oh, yeah. close up there with that goal, oh, yeah. all-time goal record, um, let alone maybe, possibly even points. Um, yeah. Lemieux is an unbelievable player. He was. I still he kinda, can't believe he... gets he, forgotten because of that, I feel like. Yeah. I still can't... I mean, there's some some pretty cool stories we could we could tell about Lemieux. I still yeah. can't believe he came back from Hodg, Hodgkin's lymphoma and still won yeah. the scoring title with like yeah. 60, 60 games played or some shit mm-hmm. like that. Like, that's just like an unbelievable feat for any sports player. But I mean, going back to Austin Matthews, I think he has it in him. I think he's mm-hmm. driven to get to that 70 mark. Um, But, you know, I know it's a little pre- premature to ask this. And I know Ovi is kind of like on the, 
the route to to beat Gretzky's yeah. all-time record for goals. But, I mean, do you think that Matthews has a chance to break that all-time record? Because, you know, right now, he's currently on pace. If he plays, you know, around 1,400 games, which is about 17 seasons in the league, which is not, it's not impossible for a player yeah. of his caliber and a superstar yeah. player, um, not let alone like a goal scorer. Um, yeah. Do you think that he could, you know, potentially break that that record i mean what's his pace through 1400 games like 898 goals i, I yeah. like i did, think did the math i think he's like 0.64 goals per game right now yeah um, i think if that's the pay the pace yes and i so i saw or looked into this i did the math um <clears throat> so austin matthews he's got 525 games played and in Ovi's first 536 games played, he had 301 goals. Matthews right now with 525 games played, he's got 37 goals. Or, sorry, he's got 337 goals. So, he's ahead of Ovi in his situation by 37 goals, which is pretty much this season, really. Um, so, I think we can see. I, I mean, I'm kind of shocked that it's taken this long. Well... Actually, not really, because I guess when, what, OV entered the league, that was, what, 2004, 2005? Mm-hmm. Gretzky had retired by 1999, so, yeah, I mean, we kind of saw I, this coming. I will say, with OV, he didn't miss a season because of the lockout, and kind of had a shortened season in he 2012, did. 2013, because, like you said, he, he would have, his first year yeah. would have been 2004, 05, and there was the full season lockout, so. Yeah. I mean, potentially he could be at that record yeah. mark right now. I mean, especially, true. holy shit. Ovi, when Ovi around 2005 was fucking scoring 50 plus goals. Yeah. I mean, as well, a he got that 18, 65 year old. Yeah. That 65 goal season was one of his first like four seasons. So, yeah. 08. I think it was 08, 09. Yeah. Which is, that's bonkers. I mean, fucking A, he was like 22, yeah. I think. Like, damn near our age. Wow. Yeah. Now, fuck. But, yeah, just lighting yeah. up the league, which I feel like Ovi would have been at that without the without the yeah. uh, lockout seasons. And I, yeah. I, I always see people bringing that up. Um, but yeah, I, I do truly think that that would make a big difference for that. But I mean, as long as Matthews doesn't get any lockout seasons, major injuries, I think he should break that. He's going to yeah. go down. If he breaks that, he's going to go down as one, one of the best players ever to play, but yeah. by far the best American to play. Oh um, yeah. He's already, I yeah. think he's already up there for, for he's already, the yeah. best Americans. He's already got, unless, I mean, Patrick Kane, I think is number one at the moment. Yeah. Um, but he definitely has the time and skill to definitely get ahead of him in points. It's just, I think it's really staying healthy. That's the biggest thing. I mean, yeah. look at, we just talked about Mario, Mary Lemieux and how that kind of tainted his, success in a sense like i think he would have come he probably would come close to gretzky or at least gordy howe or i don't know someone in points um i don't know where he's at on the leaderboard it's pretty high i think i know he's top 10 at least or who are you saying lemieux or yeah lemieux career points yeah lemieux is lemieux is top 10 and he doesn't yeah. even have a thousand games played which is insane exactly. like so he's got he 900 did? something yeah if he had as many games played as Gretzky, I mean, there's a good chance he would be up there. Um, yeah. And it was crazy Lemieux was playing. 
I mean, Lemieux was playing excellent into the 2000s. I'm not saying Gretzky slowed down. I mean, he sort of yeah, slowed down yeah. towards the end of the 90s, but yeah. Um, I mean, Lemieux playing at that elite status in 2001, 2002 as, you know, late 30-year-old um, after all his career struggles, whether it was injuries, diseases, all sorts of shit. I mean, it's pretty crazy. And it's, it's, I think it's an unbelievable feat and one of the craziest things that's happened within the sport of hockey, but I think all sports in general. I think it's overlooked by a lot of other interesting stories within sports, but that one is like unfucking believable. Um, yeah. You know, he was, he was able to do all that he did and let alone save the franchise of the Pittsburgh Penguins. He literally bought Pittsburgh Penguins from, yep. from being bankrupt, which is like, oh, it's like out of a movie yeah. straight up. Yeah, that is. Um, well, yeah, uh, before we move on, I want to talk about this with the All-Star. <clears throat> we talked a little bit of All-Star last week. Um, if I can get this picture to actually be bigger. There we go. Um, open up. There we go. I'm going to share my screen here. But <clears throat> right now, I'm saying this. I'm jumping on Nathan McKinnon's team for the All-Star game because his captain, or his team, celebrity captain, is Tate McRae. Um, she is my favorite person of all time. Um, but they're going to be, so Austin Matthews and Justin Bieber, which I think is awesome. Connor McDavid, Will Arnett. Yeah. I think Michael Buble is awesome, actually, with the Hughes brothers being captains, which is also fucking cool. Then Nate Mack and Tate McRae. That is my team I'm rooting for. I want them to win it all. Um, Tate t- McRae, dude. She's fucking, isn't she a TikToker? No, she's a singer. Oh, she is. Oh yeah, my she's God. from sorry. Calgary. Sorry, it's a flame. Hey, sorry, sorry. I know. I I, I do yeah. know that. Now I think yeah. that's fucking awesome that she's yeah. a place. And so actually, you know, I, I I'd probably say you know I'm on that same train yeah. just because she's from Calgary and she's a flame. Yeah. yeah, I'd say uh, uh, you know, I I'd probably root for that for that All Star team. Yeah, but I think what I do kind of like the both of the, the Hughes brothers. Yeah, I being, like this this setup. Being captains, just because like both Quinn and Jack are, you know, I, I think they have personalities, but they're a little bit yeah. awkward when it comes to interviewing and stuff. And yeah. just throwing yeah. them as like team captains is going to be hilarious. Yeah, because it's going to no, kind of they're kind of going to get pushed to the limit to to be funny and yeah, um, kind of have their personality shine a little bit more. Yeah. which I'm excited for that. But holy shit, yeah, dude, no, Kate I'm... McRae is 20 years old. Think about being yeah. a 20 year old, whatever singer songwriter. Yeah, and you're a co-captain of that NHL All-Star draft, like crazy. She's kind of blown up this year, I feel like. But yeah, he's my love. Uh, If you see this tape of Perry, (laughs) um, shoot my shot. I know a lot of NHL players. I think she dated uh, what's his name, Cole Sillinger from what's it called the Blue Jackets. Yeah, tells us all people are like Tate McRae made it to the All-Star game before Cole Sillinger. (laughs) Was funny. Um, but yeah, uh, I think it's cool that they're doing the celebrity thing. I think it brings more people to watch it. If you're a Tate McRae fan, like you're a girl, you're probably going to watch that. Um, if you're a Tate McRae fan, you're a girl, you're probably going to watch the all-star game. And if you're a Tate McRae fan and a man, you're definitely going to watch that all-star game. So he's like this guy right here. Um, I think but, it's sweet that they're having, they're yeah, having, uh, celebrities in it. I think it's going to definitely bring some more 
viewers. Justin Bieber to too. The, the All Star. Yeah. Oh yeah. Bieber's being massive. in it is. Yeah. He's one of the biggest fucking superstars of the 21st yeah. century. So. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of uh, people just watching for that. I wanted um, to see the lead singer Nickelback be Connor McDavid's team captain because I know that man loves Nickelback. Yeah, and that'd be fucking sweet. It'd be hilarious. But all right, we're going to get into looking at what we said <clears throat> the beginning beginning of the season about um, our war predictions that we gave in the beginning of the season. We're going to look at them now, see how they're doing and see how right we were or how wrong we were. So, first one up, uh, let's see here. We're going to go into the Calder Trophy predictions because this kind of goes into kind of what we already wanted to talk about with Bedard. Um, over the last couple of days, I think it was Monday even, or maybe Sunday, but the Blackhawks said that he, uh, Bedard is going to be out another six weeks. So, I have a feeling that he's probably not going to win that Calder Trophy. It's going to be really tough for him. Um, I don't know. I think it's not, it's not far-fetched, though. I mean, I think the NHL is going to want to favor him. So, we'll see. But, Gally, you had said that he was going to get 100 points? Yeah. Yeah, bad bad prediction right there. Um, yeah. Just with all the, the injuries. I mean, he wasn't really on pace for 100. I think he was on pace for a point per game at most. Yeah, at least. Um. Which is still excellent as a rookie. Yeah, yeah. It's not, especially on a poor, I mean, not a very good team too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think we did pretty good with our division predictions somewhat last week. But yeah. going into our award ones, this was, this was a tough one for both of us because I think we both picked Connor Bedard for this. We did, but we did also didn't know that he was going to get a broken jaw and be out almost 10, 12 weeks. So I'm going to hey, give us a pass things to, to take into consideration though. Those are some true. things to take Duration. Yeah, but you can't tell that he's gonna get hurt. So yeah. I don't know. I first half, I think we had it as a lock that he was gonna win Calder. But now, yeah, who would you say would be your favorite for Calder? We kind of talked about this last week, but yeah, I know we talked about this last week. No bias here, Connor Zary. I think he's a dark horse for the for the uh, the Calder Trophy. Right now, he's got second most points per game for rookies in the league. He's got twenty two points, which is only five points behind. The second place, who, okay. as long as Bedard doesn't somehow get the most points, yeah. like that would be an absolute shit season for all the rookies yeah. if they couldn't pass him. Because yeah. I think they're, I think second place is only five, five or six yeah. points now yeah. behind Bedard, so they they should surpass him. But yeah. really, fingers crossed that uh, the Flames and Connor Zary are going to have a really good second half of the season. Um, and it would be so sweet to see Connor Zary just break out and yeah become that leader. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, that's my that's my pick. It's a little bit of a a dark horse. I think a safer pick would Unbiased say Luke Hughes. Yeah. yeah, I'd say a safer pick would probably be Luke Hughes. I'm gonna yeah. stay with my Connor Zary yeah. pick, but uh, Luke Hughes, I could see him winning it just because the league loves a Hughes, and I think it would go really well as an alternate story compared to their original story of Bedard winning Calder. Yeah. But yeah, who do you who do you think though? So this one my pick I feel like is I don't know, it's a little like weak just because he's second in points right now, but I do think Brock Faber is my favorite now. Um he's got 27 points, he's tied for second, so he's only 5 points behind uh Bedard. 
And he also has the most assists by a rookie, though. He's got 24 assists. He's also a defenseman, though. So, I don't know. I don't see that we have a whole lot of, like, high-scoring defensemen. I mean, Kale McCarr, I guess, when he's young. But uh, what is it? The Wild have both Brock Faber and, I think, Marco Rossi, too, who have... They're both tied for second in points, which is kind of crazy that the Wild have that. But, yeah, um, I don't know. I think as a defenseman... That stat's just a little bit more impressive to be leading the league in rook- in assists by rookies. Um, so I think it's it's a good year for rookies. I think um, good to look ahead with all these kids coming up. And I think uh, one of the picks I had said that wasn't Bedard was maybe like Logan Cooley. I think, and he's not been crazy, but he has been a good player and he's putting up some good points as a rookie. But I don't think he's in the conversation yet for Calder. Um, and who knows? There's still a lot of hockey to be played, but I'm going to put Brock Faber as my favorite. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a really good pick. And I've been seeing a lot, a yeah. lot of people putting that just because he's a defenseman. I mean, doing that as yeah. a, a rookie defenseman is pretty impressive. No yeah. disrespect to Marco Rossi, but, um, you know, when you're getting as many points as you know one of your best forwards your best rookie forward especially yeah um that says a lot about what type of player you are and um yeah yeah, it's it's going to be interesting what it comes down to um and who ultimately will get it um but yeah like i said points per game if we're going off points per game connor zary is leading the league with bedard Mm -hmm. out now for rookies so yeah he um, keeps it up i'm going to I'm gonna stand yeah. by that, and I'm really fingers crossed that that you yeah. know he he turns it up a fucking notch and yeah and will take that Calder spot. Um, that would be huge for him as as uh just for his career path. Well, but do you know a lot of people kind of discredit him because he is he's an older rookie compared to the other yeah. ones that they have right now? But um, yeah, no, I mean both those picks are are decent for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, next one on here, <clears throat> the Hart Trophy. Which is awarded to the most valuable player in the NHL. Not the most points. That's uh, the Art Ross. But for the Hart Trophy galley, you had said it was Nathan McKinnon. Right now, I don't think that pick is far off at all. Um, he's had a great season. Um, I had kind of some worries for him in the beginning of the season. Just knowing how much he does get hurt. Um, how much early he's had an issue with that. So I was like, I just, I don't know. I didn't really see it. Um, but he's leading the league in points right now. He's lighting it up too. Um, yeah, I don't know how many points he's ahead of. Who's number two? Is it Brock? I think Kucherov. I think Kucherov's number two, and I think he's got. I think he's got seventy six. I think he's only a point ahead of Kucherov. Yeah. Um, But I do think that he's gonna have to extend his point gap quite a bit. Yeah. And kind of, or Austin Matthews is gonna have to go downhill because i think it's just going to be so hard for you know the award committee to give that to mckinnon over matthews just because mckinnon had more points Mm -hmm. um however you know say the leafs miss the playoffs and the abs go back on a deep run um you know i think that could definitely be another argument for mckinnon so yeah i'm still sticking with my mckinnon pick um and I mean, he's having a hell of a year. I have him on my fantasy team. He's kicking ass, getting me a lot of points. So yeah. I'm sticking with McKinnon and um, 
I'm, I'm stoked I made the prediction at the beginning of the season. It was yeah. better than my, my, my colder one, I guess. Yeah. 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 I think I, the, I think the MVP is so tough to pick because I don't know. I know some people don't like it when you take into account the postseason because it is the regular season MVP. But it also should, like, there's a separate award for Stanley Cup MVP. But yeah, it does play a factor, I feel like. If your team makes the playoffs or not, how much of an MVP you really are, how valuable you are to a team, which is such a weird term to use, like how valuable, because I feel like a lot of the superstars, like you could make an argument that McDavid could still be the MVP. Yeah. The Oilers. Like, I mean, he is definitely someone that's keeping them in the playoff hunt um, at this point. Uh, Obviously, he's got good teammates too, but I don't know. You could say a lot of people. So tough award, but we'll see how that does at the end of the year. Um, next one, this is one of our worst ones. Yeah. The Vesna Trophy. I picked uh, Jake Ottinger, and right now he's sitting at 29th in save percentage, 16th in wins, which is not great. Um, I don't know. I thought he'd have a better season. The Stars aren't doing horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not like he's doing bad but um galley's yours was markstrom another unbiased pick yeah yeah as i mean it's not too bad he's sitting in no, the top 10 for he is he's sitting in yeah. the top 10 for save percentage um i think he's top 15 for goals against i think if he really swing i mean this is i mean both my calder pick and or my new calder pick and my my Vezina pick it's gonna just have have to determine or it's gonna have to rely on the flames just like having a kick yeah. ass second half of their season which mm-hmm. is doubtful yeah. in a lot of people's minds but you know like to be it's that cool. optimistic flames fan yeah if he does have an excellent second half of the year he could be a really prime candidate for that for that Vesna. but he's gonna have to i mean it's gonna be hard hard to knock off hellbuck because hellbuck is playing lights out yeah for, for the jets he's my pick for um, or he's my new pick for yeah Vesna. I think he just yeah. Agreed. I'd say he he's the he's one of the favorites right now. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think Demko too. You could throw in there mm-hmm. in that conversation. I mean, both those goalies have been behind very good teams and talented teams, but they're able to ca- carry their weight. Um, I mean, no no offense to the Oilers goaltending squad, but you know they're not able to do that as much. And I think when you have a really good team ahead of you, you you have a lot of pressure to play well yeah. as a goalie and um some people can really thrive in that when there's a good team ahead of them but some people or some goalies you know don't so yeah um it, it is impressive both Demko and Hellbuck are finding that success with those those good teams and both the Jets and the, the Canucks are on a tear this season so yeah um yeah I'd, I I'll, I'll go with Demko just to be someone different as my new yeah. pick um, I think the Canucks are going to continue to have success, but uh, I would be very surprised to see the Jets continue what they're doing. It's I'm still yeah. surprised that that's happening. I, am I think too. everyone is. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I want my heart says stick with Markstrom, but it's going to be a long, long shot for him to yeah. to win Vesna right now. Yeah. And he's playing good hockey. Don't get me wrong. He's he playing is. very yeah. good hockey doing good shit for the flames he is injured right now which kind of sucks and that could kind of follow him throughout uh the rest of the year but yeah 
I mean, I'm kind of in between. I don't know. Yeah. I don't really know. I, I, I think no, I'm, I, yeah, Markstrom probably is going to be my pick still, but Demko is probably my, my safe bet. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, okay. <clears throat> Our next one, the Rocket Richard, Maurice Richard trophy. This one, we had a lock in the beginning of the season. This is our best pick. We both picked Austin Matthews, obviously. He's 38 goals. He's four goals ahead of Sam Reinhardt, who's in second, um, which isn't a super huge gap. Impressive. Honestly, we haven't talked about him at all, really, Sam Reinhardt, but hey, he's had a great Not season. He's had a great season, and no disrespect to him, but <clears throat> I really did not think he'd be this close or that anyone would really be this close to Austin Matthews. Yeah. Maybe McDavid, if he could have a good start to the season. But Sam Reinhart being second, honestly, hats off to him because I know he's kind of had a rough, yeah. um, I don't know, rough start to his career. Um, not really having a whole lot of success. He was a top two pick. He got in Buffalo. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Buffalo has just been a struggle bus the last 20 years. So feel for them. So we're going to stick with Austin Matthews. Um, Talks about him yeah. a little too. Speaking of Reinhardt, Reinhardt's on pace for 61 goals right now, which is Holy like, shit. I did not yeah, know that. That would be insane. That would be yeah. so insane. I mean, I wish, I mean, I really wish, I know the NBA does it, but I would, it would be sick if the NHL did like comeback player of the year or most improved oh, yeah. player of the year. Most improved, I think yeah. that would be like a sweet award for the NHL to hand out. Yeah. Um, it would just be interesting, but also that's kind yeah. of like a, it's a kind of a weird award still. Yeah, it's kind of, unless it's like really obvious in a season, it could kind of be a little bit like, really? Yeah. Like, I didn't do that bad last year. Like, yeah, you know. definitely. Um, but yeah, uh, last one on here. Uh, we didn't do any Art Ross, but our last one is the Norris. Um, I picked Kale McCarr. He's second right now in points, so it's not looking too hot, or not looking too off. Uh Gally, you picked Rasmus Dahlin, which, in your defense, I think everyone thought that Buffalo was going to have a better season than they have yeah. been. So it just kind of sucks and is unfortunate for them to have a great defenseman like Rasmus Dahlin is. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it's just unfortunate. But the shocker, I think, for all of us was Quinn Hughes lighting it up as much as he is. Um, he's first in points and in plus minus. Which is a really important stat, I feel like, for defenders is your plus minus. Yeah. Um, it just shows, you know, how good you are defensively and how many goals you're on the ice for, for or against. Um, but my car pick still isn't totally off. Um, I like Quinn Hughes, so it's hard not to jump on his bandwagon and be like, you know, I want him to win the Norris because I do. I think it'd be mm-hmm. cool to see someone like that who's never really been in the conversation, especially. To get that pick, yeah. Um, where Makar is obviously has been for the last three, four years, been in the discussion. Um, but yeah, I think it'd be cool to see Quinn Hughes. Yeah, win. no, I think Makar is not too far back, but it is Quinn Hughes to lose this trophy. So yeah, as long as he doesn't get hurt and keeps it up, he's he should win. Because um, I don't, he hasn't, he hasn't won once yet. I know Makar mm-hmm. has. Makar so, has. Um. I could definitely see that see that going to Quinn Hughes unless McCarr goes crazy at yeah. the end of the season, which is not out of the cards either. But that is true. Um, yeah, I'd I'd say 
Quinn Hughes is probably favorable to to win the Norris. Yeah, I agree. Cool. Well, that pretty much wraps it up, and we are good on time right now, so that is good. Um, but uh, let's see. Let's look ahead. How many weeks do we got till? I think we got two weeks until All Star break. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. All Star weekends. Not this weekend, but next weekend. So we'll have a show next week. Maybe about All Star. More into it, maybe. Because we kind of talked about it last week, but um, maybe we do something that's on the weekend. It'd be kind of tough. We do like a live show or something, but yeah. Uh, do you have any closing remarks or any games you watched that made you, I don't know, put your hands um, up? Yeah, I would be super down to do some something for the All-Star game. I think yeah. that would be, a, would be pretty sick, but uh, yeah, I just... Go Flames, but they fucking disappointed me tonight. They blew a 3-2 lead going into the third period, and they lost 4-3 to to the Blues, the St. Louis Blues. So, yeah, it's not looking too hot for the Calgary Flames right now, and that yeah. definitely disappoints me a little bit. Um, they're in a tough spot, just roster-wise, cap-wise. So, uh, I, I mean, at this point of the season, I, I hope the Flames, they got to pick a direction. Yeah, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. So I think they should start selling some of their players. I think they could get a lot for Lindholm. Yeah, because these these players are going to walk. I think in the off season if they they get a chance to. I think they sold Lindholm. I mean, even at most, if they sold Markstrom, Markstrom would get a lot of value right now. I think Chris Tanev too. Um, so there's a lot of good pieces the Flames could trade away to be smart for the future. Mm-hmm. But knowing the Flames ownership and and management probably not going to fucking happen uh, yeah. it's just kind of the trend of the flames um in the past and i would be very happy to be surprised i think a lot of flames fans would be um but yeah that's my that's my flames rant for the day i think i probably have one every few hours um like <laughs> like i could fucking go all, on hours yeah. on end about the fucking flames management uh their cap problems their fucking players underachieving don't even get you know started, we should do but, we should do a, like, I'm not in it, just you, your full screen, and you just fucking rant for 30 minutes. We put that out there, just say, you know what, this is a Flames rant, and <laughs> Ali's just going to pour his heart out, and you're just going to talk to yourself, to the camera, for 30 minutes about what I've sent you. Yeah, I think, uh, I think trade deadline, I think that would be a good time around yeah. when to do that, or post yeah. postseason. Um, yeah, if they don't make the playoffs, I, I think yeah. I should <laughs> fucking be loaded. Yeah. yeah, um, it's not looking too hot, so I don't know if they're gonna make the playoffs. I just hope that yeah. their management is smart. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, enough enough flames rants for for right now. I do appreciate everyone that's listening to this, and yeah, um, yeah. Again, if yeah, you're at thank, the point, thank, thank you so much. Every episode, if you guys are listening to us <laughs> at this point, are rambling and talking about hockey. Um, appreciate it. Give us a follow. Um, I forgot to mention in the beginning, but again, go follow our Spotify. It's officially up now. It's Spotify, Apple Music, or Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music as well, um, and then our YouTube too. Um, if you're curious about any of those links, they're down in the description. Uh, you can find those. Go there. Follow us on everything. Uh, let us know. Leave a comment too, so we know what we're doing well, what we could work on. Um, and yeah, guys, just go watch some hockey. It's good for the soul. Play some hockey too. Get oh, out yeah. there. Play some hockey. It's getting cold out, so you can probably do some 
what's it called some outdoor pond hockey, which we should go. There's a place in Cascade that has like an outdoor rink and it's pretty sick. Yeah. I I love outdoor yeah. outdoor hockey, man. The last time I played it, I was on a frozen river in Montana, like mm-hmm. a in oh, December. Yeah. yeah. Or no, beginning of January, pardon me. But it was it was a little sketch to to, to be skating on a river, not gonna lie. I have yeah. used to lakes and ponds, but a river yeah. I was like, fuck, if I fall in, I'm gonna be sort of with the current. Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, be safe out there if you're gonna go play some outdoor. It is yeah. it did it was really cold Tricky last ice. week, but now it's it's warming up now. But uh yeah. yeah, thank you. Thank you again to all of our listeners. Really appreciate yep. you guys and um hey it's we're gonna keep getting better and better. So mm-hmm. The season, it, I think our episodes are only going to get better as the season progresses because I think after All-Star break, that's when that shit starts to get real. Teams are actually 100%. hunting for the playoffs. They're like, shit, we got to get rid of this guy for that guy. They start seeing where they're sitting in the standings and they're like, we don't like this. We need to be higher. So as the season goes, I mean, I think this is one of our better episodes, I feel like. There's a lot of good stuff in there. Um, so, yeah, guys, we will catch you on the next one. And again, if you have any questions, want us to answer any of your questions, we can throw it to you guys, put it in the comments. We'll talk about it. Um, And yeah, you guys have a great rest of your week and we'll see you guys next week.